on this week's episode of the Rodcast. It's almost Christmas, everybody. We've got several Christmas-related talkers, including top three favorite Christmas movies and Christmas traditions from around the world. We, of course, talk about the NFL and make our picks for the upcoming week. No lit or shit this week, but instead, we do naughty or nice and discuss some clickbait and other weird things from the internet. Alright guys, welcome back. Episode 16, if you're counting the last episode, 14. We got a special one for you today. We are about five days out from good old Christmas. And more importantly, we are exactly 100 days from the start of baseball until opening day, which means we're about probably four days from when pitchers and catchers report, and about seven days away from when Tim Kirchin starts having wet dreams again, but I'm excited for a hundred days of no baseball still. Yeah, that's right. It is uh, Christmas week this week, or I guess technically not Christmas week yet because Christmas is on, it's on Monday, right? Yeah, so we're, we're going to count it this week. Would you say that you are more excited for Christmas or baseball? Christmas. Okay, fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, not that we got anything against baseball, but Christmas is lit. The best. Uh, I want to say Merry Christmas to all the Jewish listeners out there, and Happy Hanukkah. L'chaim, or uh, whatever that is. I think it's L'chaim. Yeah, I don't have enough phlegm right now. It's my bad. I don't know what that means at all. It's probably offensive. But I've heard someone that I know would not say something offensive say it, so it can't be offensive. Okay, we're, we're safe there to all of our Jewish listeners. I'm sure there's so many. Um, speaking of Hanukkah and being Jewish... Rod, we're going to start off with a little, little Christmas theme. we got a bunch of Christmas bits here today, but um, the most important, arguably, is Christmas movies. They've been flooded on uh, Freeform, a.k.a. ABC Family, which is what it should still be. And we're going to do a little ranking here because I think that there are some very easy answers to this, but I want to get your take and uh, all the listeners out there, go ahead and compile your list, but we're going to go top three Christmas movies and I'm not going to make you do it in order, just top three. Can I do it in order if I'd like to? Yes, if you're confident enough, go ahead. All right, number one's an easy one for me and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That movie is absolutely fantastic. It's one of those movies where it's like I have to, have to watch it every year. I haven't watched it this year yet and it's kind of depressing. My wife does not like it. I don't know. It's just something about red flag. Just well, it's too late now. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- there's just something like she doesn't like what she would consider to be like stupid humor. Oh, dude, there's no stupid humor in that. What I are don't. You talking th- about? I think it's <laughs> it's like 80s humor. It, yeah, is it's what per- it is. Late 80s, yeah. early 90s humor. I think the movie came out in 88 or something like that. But it's so freaking funny. Just Chevy Chase's character in that movie is is brilliant. Love Clark Griswold, big fan, so that's my number one. Uh, after that, it gets a little bit murkier, but Elf is definitely in my top three, and probably The Grinch. Okay, okay, that's, that's Charlie Brown Christmas may be close in there, though. Or no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bumping The Grinch for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, just the original... Rudolph. See the the like the claymation one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The abominable or not. Well, I mean the abominable is cool too. 
But Yukon uh, Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. One of the greatest characters ever developed by any movie ever. Best part in that movie is when they're floating across the ocean on that iceberg. <laughs> And and they're going through the fog, and he goes, "This fog is as thick as peanut butter." <laughs> and the the little elf character goes, "You mean pea soup? Well, you eat what you like, and I'll eat what I like." And then the iceberg runs ashore immediately following that line, and he yells, "Ah!" Yes, Yukon Cornelius is pure gold. Uh, respectable list. I like it. I agree. Thank National you. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, underrated. By that, I mean it should be at the top of everyone's list. So here's I, I I limited this list to three because I think that makes it really tough because there's definitely some honorable mentions. Yep. But it's 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 hard because it's we start getting into that gray area. Like, is Home Alone a Christmas movie? True. Yeah, it's a Christmas because movie. Because Home Alone is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <laughs> okay, so yeah, then is we especially get into weird because it's National Lampoon's Home Alone, and then I was also you pretty much stole it. Yeah, I was gonna go with. Rudolph, because that's just never, never not appropriate. I think Elf is great, but it's not one that I like really feel strongly about. If I miss it, if I don't watch on a year, it's not that big of a deal. It is very quotable, but I think that ones that are respectable in contention, you've got yeah, Elf, The Grinch. My dark horse is Jingle All the Way because that is so bad, and Arnold is so terrible in it that it's really funny to me. Um, there's yeah, you've got like the Charlie Brown Christmas, which is a classic. Uh, Doug Christmas, which was one that me and my brother always used to watch. But uh, yeah, I think there's there's some tough ones in there. I think if you put a Christmas story in your top three, we're not friends because that movie to me is just actually not good. I like a I like to hate watch a Christmas story. I, I do find that it, it's not worthy of my top three, but I really do enjoy watching it from a hate watching perspective. It's mm. like. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go to a midnight showing at some like hole in the wall theater, but it's kind of like how people hate watch the room, yeah, which I've never seen, but obviously that's gotten very like kind of new and noteworthy lately with the disaster artist coming out. Which have you seen that? No, but I kind of know the backstory. Really, it sounds I awesome. I really want to see it, and it sounds like it's actually really good. Yeah, no, I mean, based off of one of the worst movies of all time, so. You can't really get any lower than that, but yeah, there's our there's our top top Christmas movies. I'm sure we're forgetting some that people love, but deal with it. So going off of that, DP, and, and I gotta admit, I didn't come up with this idea until after uh, I saw that this is the direction you wanted to go with the opening of the show here with top three Christmas movies. But I started getting curious: what are the most successful Christmas movies of all time? And okay. we're gonna judge success based on how they did at the box office, Ooh. which I don't necessarily think is a great like determinant for Christmas movies because they're, they're movies that even if they didn't do well initially, they might still be a Christmas favorite or vice versa. But that's the way that we're going to do it because it's tangible and because I already compiled the list. I was going to say, it's like Christmas songs where it's like they don't even have to be that popular. They're just going to get played tremendously once a year. So, you know, they're pretty much eternal gold. Also, I just realized I forgot the one that I wanted to put honorable mention. The Santa Claus original. Yes, that one, that's movie. hard to argue against. But all right. Top 10 grossing Christmas movies. Yeah, so I have the list here. So without looking at my laptop, 
What do you think, and just, I mean, you can try and put them in order as much as you want. I guess try and nail number one first, and then just try and see how many of these. Should we put a time limit on this? Dude, that this is, I really. I'll give you 60 I'm, seconds to name as many of them on the top 10 as you can. I'm really not confident about this because I have no idea. Like, mo- pretty much all these movies came out when we weren't you know, in the realm of understanding this aside from maybe elf. So, so I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of a timeline here. The oldest movie, and these are adjusted for inflation, by the way. Okay. All right. So the, the oldest movie on this list is, um, 1990. Okay. And the most recent is 2009. Ooh, you know, I actually, I have a hunch about this, that there might be some that slide in here, but all right, are we going to start the timer here? Yeah, so I'll give you 60 seconds to name as many of these as you can. Are you going to tell me no and yes? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you yes or no. Okay. All right, so I am going to go with the Santa Claus, but I'm going to do like the crappy one. So it's like... You the- got 60 seconds, bro. So the Santa Claus is on the list, number four. Okay, Santa Claus. Well, I was going to say like Santa Claus 2 or like the Escape Clause. Are Santa those ones? Claus 2 is also on the list. That's okay. number seven. Yep. All right. Um. right. Let's see. Um... What, does Die Hard count as that on there? No, Die Hard is not on uh, Home here. Alone? Yes, number one. Two? Home Alone 2 is also on here. That's number three. Okay. So um, you got four of them so far. Uh, Elf? Yep. The number, Grinch? Number six is the Elf. Number two is the Grinch. Okay. Um. Hmm. This is getting... I feel like I'm now blanking. I've thought of all the ones that I didn't think would be on there. It's not like like White Christmas isn't like any no. of those. No, that's too old. So you're missing number five, eight, nine... 10 a christmas story to, no that's too old no. man what are the more national lampoons too old oh man i know i'm missing some big ones all right well that's your minute anyway that, that was pretty good so so number one was home alone which did 286 million dollars at the box office in 1990 it was the second biggest movie of the year behind patrick swayze's ghost oh pretty crazy so adjusted for inflation, that's five hundred and twenty-eight million. The next one on the list is the Grinch, uh, the the Jim Carrey one at three hundred and sixty-four. So it's a huge gap. Okay. Home Alone two is number three. The Santa Claus, Polar Express oh, is the first one Polar you missed. Um, Elf you got is number six. The Santa Claus two is number seven. Number eight was Disney's A Christmas Carol, the okay. animated one. I didn't realize that came out so recently. Number nine is Four Christmases. That's the which one is with uh, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. I say, I feel like I see that every year. I've even though never I'm not trying seen it. To. I've never seen it. It. I'm sure it's terrible, but because it had Vince Vaughn in it in 08, it made the list. And then Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas uh, is number ten. I've actually never seen that. I saw it for the first time. We watched it like right before Halloween. That's oh. that's a great movie because it's diverse because you can watch it on both Halloween and Christmas. Fair. And Tim Burton makes really good donuts, so yes. I like him. <laughs> Big fan. Good coffee too. Fresh made coffee. Yes. So okay. that's that. Fun fact, if you wanted if you're one of those people that says Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which I've never actually seen Die Hard. Nope. Um, neither of you, I guess. Uh, but if you want to call Die Hard a Christmas movie, it would slot. I didn't actually do the inflation adjusted calculation because the the website that I found these on did that for me already. And since Die Hard wasn't on the list, they didn't do the calculation. But it would have been like number three or four. I'm surprised uh, Black Christmas isn't on there. No, or it is or uh, Bad Santa. Bad, <laughs> bad Santa. I forgot about Bad Santa. I don't. I've never seen the entirety of those. Either. I've I've never seen either of them. But uh, this last week I was listening to you know on K Fan they do Vikings Country on like Thursday nights or whatever. They have uh, Mike Musman from K One O Two goes to like some bar with a Vikings player for like half hour oh, forty five yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. and they do like an interview. He is. I've met Muss. 
um, before actually well. Mike Musman. He he's a he's a cool guy. Uh, it was the it was before right before the 2015. No, I'm sorry, it was right before the 2016 football season. So last year, uh, and I asked him because he does like Viking stuff. I asked him how he thought the Vikes were gonna do this year, and he was like, honestly, I think they're an eight and eight team at best. And I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? And then they You're started five high. and zero and finished eight and eight. But anyway, he had Andrew Sandejo on the show that this last week, and Sandejo said that his favorite cannot miss Christmas movie is Bad Santa. <laughs> that says a lot about him. Yeah, it does. There was a lot of things that he said that were kind of telling in that regard. He's he's a cool. He seems like a cool dude. Well, there you have it. There's our, our Christmas movie bit. I hope you're looking forward to watching some of those because I am going to watch as many as possible here. But uh, sticking on that same note of the NFL here, uh, we had a weird week. Really weird week, actually. Uh, some some controversy, some blowouts, some t- some real tight games, some index cards. Yeah, some. Uh, some measurements, some Twitter rants, kind of all over the place. First one, uh, Rod, what's a catch? I don't know. Couldn't yeah. tell you. Honestly, I spent the entire week just talking to fishermen up on Lake Superior because I don't know what a catch is anymore, and they don't either. Well, if I... they don't know, who's going to know? <laughs> exactly. That's No one knows. All right. I stole that from Twitter. That's I'm sorry. but <laughs> So you weren't actually at Lake Superior? Uh, no, I didn't go up there, and I don't oh. know how many fishermen would be out there. I don't know if it doesn't freeze over. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they still, like, go netting fish out in the middle of the lake in the winter. Why not? Yeah, they the still go. The fish are still swimming, right? They still go poach the whales out there. Ooh, I don't think there's any whales in Lake Superior, but all right. Uh, up for debate. But, yeah, the uh, the Steelers got screwed by the catch rule, which this time it, it did kind of make sense, but it's still a stupid rule, and it doesn't make any sense speaking of stupid rules the raiders cowboys game on sunday night the and and this happens this happens somewhat frequently but at the end of the game the raiders were in well within field goal range down by three points at the end of the game so really they were trying to you know punch in a touchdown to win the game and Derek carr takes off running for the end zone and he dives for the pylon reaches his arm out there and fumbles the ball, and it goes just past the pylon and out of bounds out the side of the end zone. Right. If he fumbles that ball on the on the you know field side of the pylon, so not in the end zone, the Raiders retain possession on the where zero. he where he fumbled the ball. I believe it's oh. either where he fumbled it or where it goes out of bounds. Either way, it would have been on like the you know the goal line or on like the one yard line or something. But because it goes into the end zone, all of a sudden now it's a touchback, and the Cowboys get the ball. I mean, that is the correct rule. The right ruling was made, but it's just, I, I don't get that rule. I do, yeah, I don't like it. It doesn't really make sense where it's like, it, oh, as long as you, you can't fumble or you can't do anything in your own end zone, that makes perfect sense to me. But why not in the opposing end zone? Why don't, why wouldn't you just get the ball like where it was fumbled or something like you or would if like, it happened back in the field of play? Why not just, I think there should be like a, a touchback rule, but in the other sense where it's not a turnover, it's like, all right, if you fumble out of the end zone in any way, you're reset to the 20 or something Or it's like that. a 10-yard penalty from yeah. the previous spot or something other than having it be a touchback. It's it like just, the defense didn't do anything to recover that ball. Right. I don't get why they should be rewarded for it. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, what else do we got? Your Rams? You want to talk a little Rams? The Rams went and they, they quieted the 12th man, to say the least. They... Pete Carroll was just nervous, aggressive, chomping his entire packet of big league chew the whole night. He was pissed. The Legion of Boom, no more. I don't care that most of their team is hurt. 
Uh, the, the Rams roll. Todd Gurley looked like Eric Dickerson in his prime. It moved while watching that. I won't lie. I, I loved it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Rams steamroll. Real pumped about that. A little, little bounce back for him there. But, uh, yeah, nothing to complain about. Are the are the Seahawks in trouble? Are they, are they doomed? So... I was going to say this, so thank you for this brilliant segue. Dave Maller is, I believe he's the play-by-play guy for Seattle's uh, like radio network, the, the Seahawks radio network. And he tweeted out, I think it was during the game or right after the game or something. He said, this feels like an end-of-an-era type of loss. Ooh. He was, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but that is basically, he, I'm pretty sure he used the words end-of-an-era. And, you know, he was, like, not trying to be overdramatic, but, like, this was bad. So him as as a huge Seahawks guy, I mean, obviously he's their Vox, saying, like, this feels like the end of the dominant you-can't-win-in-Seattle type of era. And especially late in the season in in a divisional game. Those are not games that the Seahawks lose. And in such epic fashion. Right. Since Russell Wilson has been there, they do not lose games late in the year at home or just games at home in general. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously putting up, what, 10 points or whatever they had, not good, but the defense was probably the the greater concern. Right, and they've got a lot of injuries with some of those key guys from what used to be the Legion of Boom. But, I mean, still, that, that was bad. On the other side of the coin... I mean, the Rams are a legitimate team, especially on offense. I think we knew that already, but this is just another... I mean, we did know that already, but this is is just a a, a big statement win for that team. Also, I have another theory as to why the Seahawks were pummeled in this game. Uh, Macklemore, you familiar? Very. Okay, he has an Instagram. Are you familiar? Yes. Okay, he posted on his Instagram... I believe it was like an Instagram story or whatever. Before the game, he was on the field talking to Pete Carroll, literally wearing the exact same outfit as Pete Carroll. Was he wearing like the the white, the white shoes, Air Monarchs? Yeah. And the, and like the, the tracksuit and like literally everything. It was the exact same gray hoodie underneath the jacket, like literally the exact same outfit as like on purpose. Were they joking about? Yeah. He was, he definitely tried to do it. I see you looking it up on your phone. I think it was his Instagram story, so I don't think you're going to find it. His name is Ben Haggerty? I guess. I did not know that. He's, <laughs> he's really funny on Instagram, by the way. His Instagram stories are, are pretty comical. He's right. a, he's a goofy-ass dude. He, he just gained a follower. So that's my theory on that. Okay, well, Macklemore is cursed. I think we can... Or the Seahawks are cursed because of Macklemore. It's like the opposite of... Um, oh, man, what's his name? Oh, uh, Lil B Base God, when he puts curses on players, when Macklemore starts cheering for someone, it's all over. That's what that's all that's all it's gonna take. He probably before the season was just like, Hey, uh, heads up guys, Aaron Rodgers, this is his year. It's about to take off. But the real question is, was Macklemore dressed like Pete Carroll or was he dressed exactly like Ellen DeGeneres? Ooh. I I have I have long said that Pete Carroll and Ellen DeGeneres were separated at birth. (laughs) They are twins. Yeah, that, I can definitely see that. Pete Carroll is about 20 years older than I would have thought he was. He's like 63. How old do you think Ellen DeGeneres is? She's probably in that same boat, but they're just like warlocks and they they don't age. But Pete, yeah, I didn't know that Pete Carroll was so old. Ellen's She's 59. 59. Ellen is 59. And I'm, pr- like, I'm pretty sure Pete Carroll's in his 60s. January 26th, 1958. 
She doesn't, I mean, I understand she's not like a spring chicken, but she doesn't 66. seem that old. Pete Carroll's 66. So I guess that theory is shot, but they could still be like siblings. Yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll, when he hits 69, I think that's when we should worry about the world ending because a man who looks like that at 69 years old is just a danger to society. Hide all your women. Cause and children. Yes. That's a, that is dangerous. Um, Moving on. Yeah, we've got some uh, some other, maybe a little more fun news to talk about in our realm. Uh, yeah. The Packers, uh, they had a table to run, and they pissed all over it. The, the table has been flipped on yeah. its end. The table has been destroyed like some guy flying <laughs> through it at a Bills pregame. <laughs> they Bills mafia that table. Did you see that one guy basically kill himself yes. jumping off of an RV or whatever through the table and basically just landing on his head? Who would have thought that if you stand on top of an RV with snow on it and then try to propel yourself forward past the hood folding table. onto a folding table that something would go wrong while super inebriated? Would have never thought. But. Didn't work. Crazier things have happened. Uh, yeah, Maybe the, if they would have lubed up the ground with ketchup and mustard first, <laughs> they would have been okay. Yeah, well, the guy that they covered would have been underneath all of it. Right. So the Packers, uh, they did not win. A-Rodge, turns out, is not the second coming of the Messiah. So no Christmas for Aaron Rodgers as he's been placed on injured reserve today. He still did not play defense for them, which was their, their downfall. <laughs> Shocking. Their defense <laughs> still sucked with Aaron Rodgers in the game. Yeah, their defense is doing their best impre- impersonation of a cheesehead as porous and whole-filled as it is. But uh, we had some interesting drama surrounding that game. So I didn't see this, but apparently Devontae Adams had a real bad cheap shot on him. He got concussed. Yeah, he got concussed, and he went on this Twitter rant. And I understand the frustration, and he he went on this thing about how we're supposed to be looking out for each other. It's like, okay, well, the defense doesn't give a shit about you, so I don't know what that's about. But he had an interesting little bit at the end of it where he spoke about how he wanted said player, I don't know who it was who, who cheap shot him, to put themselves in his shoes. He's like, man, what if this was the other way and I would have hit him and he was having to worry about his kids not being able to eat. And that stopped me in my tracks because the idea of a millionaire NFL player getting a concussion and okay, yeah, maybe you can have like a career ending concussion. But for but, the most part, he's missing like a week or two. Yeah, you're, it's the NFL. You, They probably tried to get him to go back in the game. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> His, his kids apparently can't eat, so he needs a financial advisor if he is worried about getting food on the table while making how many millions? Sur- probably not that much, actually. Surprisingly enough, Devontae Adams is currently in a four-year, $3.9 million contract, so he's actually only making about a million dollars a year. But... I mean, it's still a million dollars. And he's also, like, you know, not, of high kids, value Your to kids them. aren't going hungry this week. You don't have debt of any sort. You so. don't need to start a GoFundMe to buy ramen. Yeah, seriously. I just thought that was interesting. Went off on a little bit of a, a tangent there. He was on his nice little rant. But, yeah, not a good look for the Packers overall. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, think I'm, I came to a realization this week with the Vikings clinching the North. The Norse. The Norse. Um I think I can definitively say, I know that people don't like their rivals and that rival fans and stuff are, are kind of shitty to each other, but it's not, the the amount of crap talking is not reciprocal here between Vikings and Packers fans, as in, there has just been way less about the Packers on social media from Vikings fans than has it been the, the previous years when the Packers clinch and just poop on everyone, or even just Packers fans about Bears fans, and it's just is- kind of, it makes sense, I mean... 
it's kind of odd though when you think about it because these Packer fans, if their team is half as good as they seem to think that they are, they should just be used to winning division titles. Exactly. And not have to be ragging on the the people here from the eastern side or the western side of the border. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's just weird. Cause... Show a little class. Yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, well, let's not ask too much. Go back to know. drinking your your uh, spotted cow, spotted cow, and your uh, McGolden Lights or whatever beer they make in Milwaukee now. Yeah. Miller? I don't know. Miller? Yeah, there we go. The High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I just, just How many times have you ordered a High Life at the bar just so you could say, "I'll have the champagne of beers, please?" Uh, I could probably less than twice. I don't know if I've ever done it, but I probably should. I think drunk me would think that was funny and a good idea. Same so. thing with a Miller Lite. Oh, uh, I'll take your finest French brew. Yeah, a, a Miller Lite. All right, moving on. Uh, as you mentioned, the Vikes won. That was exciting. Sick. And uh, I mean, it really was. I mean, it was it was awesome, but it wasn't ever super suspenseful. I mean, the Vikes literally controlled that game from front to back. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and they knocked around the Bungles to the point where I mean, after that Eric Kendricks touchdown and we went up, I think it was fourteen nothing at that point. You could see they were showing it on on the broadcast. All the Bengal players on the field, on the sidelines. They were all just had this look on their face that was like, just get me out of here. They were like, our quarterback is currently A.J. McCarron. Why are we playing? Speaking of backup quarterbacks, good to see Ted Bridgewater in the ball game. Now, things maybe didn't go oh, Teddy. exactly the way that the Hollywood script would have wrote it up. Uh, the interception was kind of his fault. I mean, he hit McKinnon in the head. Yeah, but it was it, it it was a very uncoordinated looking thing, and then his other pass attempt was an incomplete, which that was definitely a drop. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Floyd. He yeah, hit him right, right in the hands with a rifle, and uh, just couldn't quite haul it in there. But it, it, regardless of how it played out with Teddy on the field, I was just so happy to see him back in the game. I thought the the reception that he got from the fans and the other players. Specifically, Case Keenum. Yeah, like Case yeah, was, cool. was so happy for Teddy, and you could see it. It looked very genuine. And listening to Teddy after the game, he also made it very clear that he was confident that Case pulling for him was was very very genuine right. coming from Case. And so, I mean, it, Case Keenum obviously. I mean, even if Teddy had marched down the field and orchestrated just a masterpiece of a drive and led us to a touchdown case still doesn't have to worry about losing his job at this point but especially as an nfl quarterback and a guy that has been kind of shunned away from several different teams and and you know if you want to look at it really every team as he went undrafted when he came into the league you know a guy that's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and now is finally having some success and wanting to protect that success a little bit and protect you know his job security um, you could understand if he wouldn't be 100% genuinely thrilled about having the you know this guy that the fans have been clamoring for back in the game, but you could see he was sincere about it. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. And I, I mean, almost cried. It kind of makes sense. Like Case Keenum seems like a good dude, but I don't think you really get to be an NFL uh, like a journeyman backup kind of quarterback in the NFL without being a pretty like likable dude who's relatively true, humble. Very true. You always back him up, although. So I am I am somewhat glad that that happened to Teddy because one no one is even remotely upset or like like 
mad at him for that because it's like, all right, they're just happy to see him play. Right. But if he would have just driven down the field in a methodical, orchestrated way, it would Twitter and just social media would have been pretty stupid. There would be a bunch of idiots saying that Teddy should be the starting quarterback of this team, which is absolutely... Like I, I can't even begin to formulate words as to how dumb of an opinion that is. Yeah, I don't have enough palms to slap my own face with to, for that. But the, uh, I d- I would have liked to see. And obviously they have a great relationship. But it would have been funny after that that Teddy interception. If you just seen Case Keenum walking down the sidelines doing the Conor McGregor walk, just swinging his arms around. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I thought. You guys wanted him as the quarterback, right? But no, that was cool. Very, very heartwarming. Everyone loves Teddy, basically regardless of what he does. So cool way to end that game and to seal off the NFC Norse. So uh, the picks. Yeah, we got we got some picks from last week and this week, and we're a, a little bit more put together this week. We so. had a brilliant, brilliant idea, and that was why don't we make our selections before we start recording this so we don't have to sit here and hmm and ha about it while all y'all are listening and saying just pick the dang rams and let's move on <laughs> exactly pick a number any number and you win <laughs> three texas with a dollar sign despite your best efforts you have won uh all right so let's get into it dp was first to pick and how'd that go for you sir for, do we? Uh, uh, sorry, backing up. We can't be 100% prepared for everything. Recapping last week real quick. Uh, Derek got points. I got points. I don't re- remember exactly what they were. But point is, I got 16 at this point, and he's got 15. Close battle. I know you're all hanging on the edge of your seats. All right, go ahead and make your picks. It's a tight race. Um, but, yeah, this week, my first pick in very surprising fashion. I'm taking the Rams. They are minus 7. I uh, forgot who they're even playing now, but uh, I'm putting three points on the Rams to win this week because it doesn't matter who they're playing. God, we were so, we thought we were so prepared for I know, this. I we forgot really to write did. down the rest of it. A few moments later. All right, so you're taking the Rams uh, with my first pick. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Saxonville. The Jags are going up against the 49ers in San Francisco at... The new candlestick, uh, Jaguars are four and a half point favorites on the road, so I'm taking Jacksonville, and I put two points down on that game. All right, uh, my next pick, I'm taking Oakland, the underdogs, plus nine at Philadelphia. Uh, I just don't like their secondary. Nick Foles, baby, is still a god, but I think they're going to cover the nine and still lose. I also went with an underdog for my next pick and took the Giants fresh off a Great start to a game against the Eagles. Giants are plus three and a half on the road in Arizona. So I'm taking the Giants to cover the spread and, and who knows, maybe even win outright. Uh, my and next one. I threw one, down, uh, what did I go for? One point on that game. One point, just big, big spender. Uh, my next one, I'm putting down one on the LA Chargers over the Jets in New York. Uh, Chargers are red hot. Phillip Rivers is pissed off just for no reason. And, uh, I like him in that game. I went Carolina next. Carolina's minus 10 at home against the woeful Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Panthers, obviously huge implications for them this week with New Orleans and Atlanta both playing each other, knowing that one of those teams is going to have to lose. So they're going to be fired up. I took the Panthers and I got one point on that game. Just another bold take. Um, I've got next pick, Washington, R-words. 
They are minus three at home against the Denver Broncos. He's going to Kirk off in your face. Kirk Cousins is going to take this one, but just one point. Just just safe reserve bet. Uh, I got Detroit minus five against the Cincinnati Bungles, whom we saw the Vikings just absolutely humiliate on Sunday. Uh, their season's over. Marvin Lewis is leaving at the end of the year. Lions are minus five on the road, and I put two on that game. And finally, we're both picking on the game of the week, the Saturday matchup, Minnesota Vikings at? At. At the Green Bay Packers. The frozen Tundra. They are favored by eight and a half on the road against Brett Hundley and the Swiss cheese defense in Green Bay. Um, I had three left to put it on them. Rod, you had four. Yep. All the points on this game, please. Give it to them. Just, it's over border battle big matchup this week uh i would have liked to see aaron Rodgers in this game to be honest with you a because i think it's just another good uh tune-up so to speak the the more quality opponents you can play at the end of the year and really get yourself hot against good teams or or semi good teams especially at least with offense uh in the case of the packers when they have Rodgers in there i think is a good thing moving in the playoffs but uh it's brett hunley again Zimmer's D is going to sit on his face oh, yes. all game long. So go Vikes. So, so excited. Very excited. All right. Switching gears here again. Don't think that we've neglected. That gear change sound. We need new gears. Uh, we're just more like. <laughs> we are back on the Christmas train here. Uh, I've got some, a little. Did I say Merry Christmas to our Jewish friends yet? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Happy Christmas. Mary Chrysler. If you've seen that vine, you know. All right, so I'm going to hit you all with some uh, some fun and interesting Christmas traditions that you probably didn't know about, uh, and a few that you probably do. But first one, uh, this one is actually common in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, or wherever I live, because it's my Christmas tradition, and it's going around and buying presents for my family members and myself at a ratio of at least one to two. I had one of the more classic mix-up this weekend when... I went to go buy some Christmas presents for my family at the Mall of America, and I had bought my brother some stuff, but I realized that it was relatively inexpensive things, so I was like, oh, I should get him like one more thing to kind of top it off, and I ended up buying him something. Right after I bought it, I completely forgot that I had already bought him a couple other things that I just shipped to his house, so I didn't have, and immediately decided that it was something I could also use, so instead of returning it, I just bought myself uh, a new like Under Armour shirt, and that's my that was my present. I ended up at that place. I also had bought something for myself on purpose, so that was two presents for Derek, zero for anyone else, and I continued that trend for the rest of the day. So Merry Christmas to me. All right, good luck there. Yeah, it's I'm not selfish at all, don't worry. The next one is an interesting one. In Japan, about 1% of people are Christian, which is still a lot of people. Um, they have a Christmas tradition where they go to KFC. Everyone goes out to eat at KFC, and apparently they just like flood the KFCs there because it's uh it's open. The it was there was some weird thing when it started about like the availability of chicken in Japan, and KFC was clearly a place to supply it. So that is a fun Japanese tradition that I'm sure you definitely would have guessed. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds. I mean, I'd go How to KFC. How many KFCs on are there in Japan? There can't be that many. I mean, enough for one percent of the population to go to it. Well, I mean, uh, how many people live in Tokyo? 
Uh, half a billion? Do they? I don't know. It's not that many, but it's it's it's, a, it's lot. a lot. There's a lot of people that live in Tokyo. Uh, how many KFCs are in Tokyo? I'm. It's got to be one of those things where it's like there's way more than you. There's probably McDonald's and KFC everywhere there, and that's like the two like Western restaurants that they have. I gotta believe they have more than that. They the have- population of Tokyo is approximately nine point three million ish. So one percent of nine point three million is still. What's that? Ninety thousand people. That's at least twelve. It's slightly more than twelve. Ninety thousand people all packing into a handful of KFCs. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, lit. just because it's maybe Christmas there's tradition. just no Christians in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. On the outskirts. They could be. They're in the in they're the in hills. Hi- they're in Hiroshima. There Ooh. are more than just one major city in Japan, by the way. It's not just Tokyo. I just remembered. No, the U.S. is only New York City, and that Japan is only Tokyo. All right. All right. Okay. Next one. This these are getting weirder as they go. But in the Czech weirder Republic, than going to KFC. yeah, exactly. In the Czech Republic, it is uh, <laughs> it's tradition where the single women around Christmas time. This is like loosely related to Christmas, but right around Christmas time, before the New Year, they will stand in the front door of their houses with the door open and their back facing outwards, and they will take one of their shoes off and throw it over their shoulder. Out the front door, into the snow, or whatever is on the ground there at the time. If the shoe is facing toward them, so back at the house, they will find their true love that year. If it's facing outward, uh, they're looking to a whole nother year of being forever alone. Many questions on this one. I'm sure you have them. One, does the shoe have to land sole down yeah see that's the thing there were no i couldn't find specifics on this it was just like a general rule so is it like a thing where if it's pointing anywhere within 180 degrees uh toward your direction does it count where is the boundary line of that also does it land you know how toast so this is back to my first question i'm still not over that how toast lands butter side down Right. Do shoes land soul side down when Dep- thrown into the snow by single Czech women? It depends on how you throw it. Are you throwing it end over end or do you just, I wonder if. Do well, they you do can't it like su- a bouquet get- toss where they throw it over their head? It's over the shoulder, they, yeah. So they, they're facing into the house and they right. throw it out. So you can't really throw it like so a frisbee. You, so you go bouquet toss on it. All right. My, my next question and maybe even more important. Did they go and retrieve the shoe with only one shoe on? Did, like, did they hop out there through the snow or did they make somebody else go get it? Because they don't have a man in their life. Oh, that's true. Because they're single. Do they even, I mean, there's got to be someone else there to witness. Otherwise, you'd just lie about it. Be like, yeah, no, yeah, it was pointing right at me. Can't wait to find my man. God saw it. That's all that matters. Ooh, true. doesn't matter if your uncle saw it. Are you going to marry your uncle? It's the Czech Republic, dude. I don't know what goes on there. I I still don't even know what the name of, is it the Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia or Czech, 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 (laughs) Czech one, two? Exactly. All right, next one here. In Did I say hello to our Jewish friends yet? <laughs> in Venezuela, uh, partic- in, in certain cities, this isn't something that's countrywide, but they said in major, in larger country cities. Country must be countrywide. Yes, no, they, they listen to country music on on Halloween. I, I can't stop saying Halloween and Christmas. I kept saying we're going to Halloween parties last weekend, and I could not stop, and I'm still doing it on Christmas. Did you dress up on accident? Uh, I did not dress up in my uh, Zoolander attire, no. I, I made sure to stay Christmas. But in All Venezuela, right. they rollerblade to Christmas for church. 
or to church for Christmas. My lord, I can't speak. They rollerblade to church on Christmas. And it's something that's like so widely done that they'll shut down major streets and stuff so that people can rollerblade to their churches. And I, it said rollerblade, not skate, so a little bit more respect there. But so in lines. Exactly. All right, cool. Just what the hell? Do they take Why? them off when they get there? Yeah, what is in there? Oh, I didn't even like, think of that. <laughs> yeah, like everyone just got just, a bunch of stinky, sweaty feet walking yeah. around, or do you, or you that, or you just hear click, 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 clack. Yeah, click. The whole Under Armour crew is coming. Yeah, no, I don't know what they do with that, but that's legitimately a tradition. I and forgot about the Under Armour click clack <laughs> commercials. Those were so good. They were so legit. But for mo- like, I've found this on multiple lists, and it's legit. Like it does happen, and it's so weird. So yeah, apparently you can rollerblade to church for Christmas in Venezuela. Um, my, I've got another fun Christmas tradition. This is done in the United States and all over the world pertaining to Santa lying to children. That's just a fun one that everyone likes to take part in. And I was thinking today, I was like, all right, what are the act? Like what would happen if the whole Santa thing just got out and we decided like, all right, we're scrapping it. We're not going to lie anymore. And I was like, okay, it's a good trick to like get kids to, you know, act nice around the holidays and not be little shitheads when they're stuck inside and it's snowing out. But also, I was thinking it's like one of those things where I don't know if you've ever done this or been around this, but when you tell a kid like, hey, I'm not going to do this if you keep acting poorly, they don't really care as much. Like no, the threats are pretty empty. Oh, but if Santa is watching or Santa might not bring you presents, you have immediately changed their attitude completely. So really, I think the flip side of this is we need more made up holiday just ambassadors if you will i think we need more people like santa because it as a parent i'm sure it's awesome it's got to be like it's your trump card it just always works you don't even have to explain why several realizations i've just come to right now one i I don't think it'll be all that long before the cat gets out of the bag about sandy cloths because kids if you've if you've been living under a rock lately, you may not have noticed, but young children know how to operate smartphones oh, better true. than their parents. So you're gonna have like three year olds scrolling Twitter and being like, "What? Yeah, Santa's not real." And then they'll tell everyone. They, all they, their friends all talk about it. What do you think the average age is at which a child learns that Santa Claus is not real? Like seven, eight? Yeah, do you think it's the what These do you kids think the are disparity definitely is already on social media? Yeah, what's the disparity between cuz I remember definitely like finding out and then not letting my parents know that I knew for like a year or two. And like not Cuz you wanted to keep getting presents from Sam. Yeah, and cuz I had a younger sibling too, so I was like I don't know if I'm allowed to spoil this and All blah right. blah. So what there's that nice but um yeah, that was well it's mainly cuz Mark told me and then he was like don't say anything. Dang it, Marl. Yeah, exactly. But that's I, I have point. one other realization. Actually, many other points about Santa. I'll, I'll make them quick. Uh, the second one is how messed up is it that you can get a child to behave by telling them that a fat man in a red suit won't be giving them presents, but you don't. You can't just say like, "Oh, Jesus is watching," or like, oh. "You're whoever your higher power of choice is." That if you say that, they're still like, "No, I'm still gonna smear this juice all over the walls or whatever." I don't know. Whatever kids are doing these days. Presence is probably the one thing. Right. But if you tell them, well, you're not going to get that doll that you want that poops itself. Ooh, I have. That is on my Christmas list. So uh, stay woke on that. Also, last one, Santa Claus. You ever thought about how weird that is? A fat guy in a suit is going to break into our house, leave boxes with unknown items inside, and eat our food. 
Yeah, no, it's it's something better to not think about and just to enjoy the holiday spirit because, yeah, once you're old enough to really start to conceptualize it, it's like, what the, what? I mean, everything like that. The Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, it doesn't make sense. It's best not to think about it. Maybe next week we'll debate the most messed up holiday figure. Ooh, it's... Like, what's the, like, of all those holiday characters, which one is the weirdest? Keggle the Elf. Yes. It's over. Yes. All right. Well, that's done. All right. So lying to children. And then my last one, the mistletoe, which is tradition mainly in the United States. It does travel elsewhere for it's pretty generic among Christmas celebrations. But the mistletoe is weird. I Yes. Fact. The more you think about it. So first of all, if it serves its purpose, that's weird because... It's should like, did someone really have to wait to kiss you until there was a mistletoe overhead? And now you're confused. Like, did they want to kiss me? Was this obligatory? Are we in love? Should I tell my parents? Ob- when do I put on? Obligatory kissing. That yeah, sounds exactly. a little weird. Exactly. Well, yeah, and that was going to be my point is the mistletoe is a little rapey. It's a little weird. You shouldn't need it if you're, uh, if there's someone who's willing to kiss you like that. And if you Sometimes do... it's just that last little bit that pushes them over the edge into consent, though. Yeah. I feel like just it's... Just on the kissing. It's something that's like, it's more of like a like a joke thing or something that could be used as like like childish or like middle school or high school level stuff where you like you know dupe people into kissing each other and weird things like that it's just it, it, the more you explain it the weirder it gets not not a big fan or like the classic hanging a mistletoe like on your belt like oh that's funny dude real original yeah yeah you're not a pedophile i got to believe that companies around the world or at least around the great country of the United States of America are definitely removing any and all things that could be construed as a hunk of mistletoe from the office and oh, office parties this absolutely. year. Absolutely. Just just because it's dying. So no more miss Mr. Mistletoe. No more mistletoes. Mistle whose toe? Your who what? All right. Uh so next sticking with the holiday spirit, but a little spin on our own tasteful bit instead of lit or shit this week we've got naughty or nice i think this is the first time in about four months that we haven't done lit or shit so exactly even though it's not pretty much have it's it's different we're doing naughty or nice this week so hope you're excited uh i I have several nices do you mind if i go first go ahead so my first one is netflix i just looked at the list today of new movies that are coming to netflix for january Netflix is making a huge commitment to, on top of their already fantastic original programming, adding some fantastic movies to the list. Like this this month, January, next month, yep. we're talking Shawshank Redemption, Ooh. the Godfather movies, yes. every single one of the Bring It On series. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all of those, all 12 of them. Sign me uh, up. Many, many more that I can't remember, but many g- very good movies that are coming to Netflix next month. Because I think that's always been my one thing with Netflix is that the TV show selection has always been very good, but the movies have never been all that great. Yeah. They're really starting to up their game with the movies. Well, and the Netflix original movie that like Will Smith is in that's that, coming out. That looks so interesting. First yeah. of all, I've never seen them advertise a Netflix original movie on TV yeah. before. 
Yeah, like during football games, right? Even, nonetheless, so, that, so that's cool. That's but, that's nice. They did a really good job with that, where they 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 dupe me, they hook me into it. It's like with Suicide Squad. They came out with the soundtrack ahead of time, and it's awesome. And is they it? got all these, yeah, it's got like MGK, Logic, people like that on it. Where it's so like, the movie's okay. gonna suck, is what you're telling. Exactly. Me. I don't even care at this point. I'm like, oh, that looks good because I'll watch it, it sounds just to, good. Just to listen to the songs. Exactly. It just um, makes it cooler. I started watching a new series last night. The Punisher. It's not. It's oh, not. It's I've been heard. on there for a while. Yeah. But it's like a. It's a Marvel series, but it's a Netflix original. It's very um, visual. The violence in the movie is uh, like you're. You're gonna see it all. I've heard it's awesome. It's sick, dude. I am so encapsulated by it. Might be the first like actual TV series I watch that's on Netflix. It's very very good. All right, you, your turn. Me. Okay, so on my nice list. Uh, I'm going to go with snow, and I'm saying this preemptively before we get apparently just dumped on these next couple days, but having snow on Christmas is the best, as speaking from the point of we've had Christmases without snow, and it's just super weird, but like as my social media follow, we not following, follow shit, who are, the people that I follow on social media has expanded and gone across the country, I've started to notice no, more and more that there are a lot of people who don't have any snow on Christmas and it's basically summer. And that just weirds me out so, so much. So strange to me. Like, I'd, I, and it's kind of spinning off that just seasons in general are bomb. I know that a lot of times you get sick of them and you hate them and some of them you dread and don't like, but just the fact that you get to have, like, oh, winter, I'm excited, Christmas, things like that, where there's just associations, it's awesome. And I think we're, aside from the fact that it's going to be negative degrees on Christmas, we're pretty lucky it's to have been snow. It's going to be so cold. Frigid. On I saw, did you see the, uh, some dude on Facebook, I saw this video got shared today. I I don't remember the guy's name was. I'm pretty sure it's a bit, but it's this real weird looking dude. He's bald, big gap teeth. His eyes are kind of on the side of his head. He's standing out in like his yard taking a selfie video. And it's just him for like two minutes yelling, big snowstorm coming this weekend to, or this Thursday, uh, December 20, whatever it is, uh, to Minneapolis and St. Paul. 15, 20 inches of snow expected. And he basically just yells that for like two minutes. It's ridiculous. But the video's got like millions of views on it. I went to his Facebook page. I think it's a bit, but it was great. I also love how he kept saying Mimpolapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> I need that guy on Snapchat. All right, Rod. My turn. Uh, my next one is corporate social media trolls. So I've started following several like like large corporation Twitter accounts. because like some of Corp? them. Uh, Taco Corp is definitely on the list. I've been following them since their inception back in 2012 when Taco sold out to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but where the hell was I going with this? Oh, uh, Netflix definitely be trolling people lately. Oh, I, I guess Pop-Tarts. Uh, have you seen that? No, oh, do people, not follow Pop-Tarts. People are like, they're sending really messed up. It all started with someone making like a Pop-Tart sandwich with like cheese or something in between it. Ooh. And it was like, are you really from Wisconsin if you don't eat your Pop-Tarts like this? And it's really just gone crazy with like different states and things. And Pop-Tarts will respond to them. And it's really funny because they basically are just like, you need to seek psychiatric help. Or like all, like they're they're just being pretty honest and they have an ongoing thing with that. But on the same thread. Yeah, so there was one, it's like Netflix has been trolling a lot of people lately. There was one where they just tweeted out like, to the 12 people that I've watched, <laughs> it was some super sappy movie. I don't remember what it was. You yeah, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was about? some Christmas one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like a, a, a princess 
or a, a Christmas prince or something yeah. like that, a prince for Christmas or whatever. Uh, it was like to the, we'll say a prince for Christmas. To the 12 people that have watched a prince for Christmas every day for the last six days, are you okay? Yeah, or like, who hurt you? Which also, <laughs> oh yeah, it was who hurt you. That's uh, also spun uh, many net neutrality type conversations that came off of that tweet as well, because that happened like two days after. Uh, also, my favorite one so far, uh, are you familiar with moon pies? Yeah, yeah. I've never had a moon pie. And I think they're hilarious because it's called Moon Pie. But Moon Pie's Twitter account tweeted out uh, something where it was like, I wrote, and it's like the Moon Pie speaking. It's like, I wrote uh, a screenplay where all the characters are Moon Pie. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And it was like four screenshots of like a script. I didn't read the script. Some dude responds to it and says, your social media account is a waste of time. They respond back, hey, buddy. It's Saturday night and you're on the internet talking to a marshmallow sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought it was great. Also, the Vegas Golden Knights Ooh, they social are media amazing. team. So funny. They're revolutionizing the game. I guarantee you, like, they, this is like one of those professional teams who they have like a 21 year old intern. They're like, hey, don't swear and don't get deactivated, but have at it. You're kind of funny and you know how to use Twitter, right? Or they're like, you're super weird and you're on Twitter, so go ahead. And it is working out well for him. So that's that. That's awesome. Uh, looks like you got one more nice here, Rod. Uh, I do. I also don't have any naughties because I've never been on the naughty list before. Oh, so right. I'm sticking with the nices. My last one is uh, having like really deep thoughts while you're on the toilet. Taking Can't relate. A, taking a dump. You can't. That's right. Because uh, Derek's poops are on average about 12 seconds long. He literally sits down. efficiency. He sits down and starts unraveling the toilet paper before he's even like finished sitting. Uh, and, and it's just done. I literally, we, so we lived together freshman year in the dorms. I timed him one time. I was so impressed by this. Unbeknownst to me. I did not tell him. He did not know about this. He got up to go poop from the second that he walked out the door through the hall to the bathroom, which was like, it was only like 15 feet down the hall, but out the door, 15 feet down the hall, into the bathroom, sat down, poop, wipe, claims he washed his hands. I did. Came back through the door. That whole trip was 40 seconds. <laughs> it takes me longer. It takes me longer than that to do anything involving the toilet. It was absolutely incredible. And I only timed him once, so who knows? Maybe he was faster than that as well. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. <laughs> Having deep thoughts. Uh, just, I, I've had a lot of them lately. Basically, half of the things I've brought up on this show I thought about while I was pooping today. Uh, I've pooped several times. I'm a little bit... You're regular. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, and one of them was, we've been talking about this a lot, and there were several other times I could have brought it up where it made a lot of sense, but I'm going to bring it up now. Okay. I was thinking about celebrities and number of people that follow them on social media. My, my first thought was, first of all, is that a determinant for your actual celebrity status? And I was like, well, no, there's plenty of celebrities that have way more followers than, say, like a guy like Warren Buffett or something like that. Right. But Warren Buffett's um, fans aren't necessarily on Twitter. Uh, but it got me thinking, and I looked up the people with the most Twitter followers. Would you like to take a stab at who number one is? There are two people, first of all, that have over 100 million followers. Um, and he guesses is who they the are. The Rock, one of them? No. Oh, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. I I, Instagram, I bet he's up there. Twitter, oh, it's like, okay, is it like T Swift or Bieber? Isn't there one? Like, Bieber is number two. Yeah. T Swift is one. like four or five. Number one's Katy Perry. Oh, right, right, right. 
Uh, where do you think our president falls on the list? Higher than he should. But, yeah. I don't. It's probably not actually that high because there's probably a lot of people who don't. He's well, number, our current or... Our current president is number 20. Mr. Obama is number three. Uh, there was another... Oh, the the other one I was going to point out, uh, Jimmy Fallon, this is also part how I got on this. Jimmy Fallon has 50 million people that follow him on Twitter. He's number 18. Who do you think the uh, Twitter account that has tweeted the most total like number of times, most tweets sent by one singular Twitter account? It's a corporation. Take a stab at it. You're CNN. never going to guess it. McDonald's Japan. <laughs> The one in Tokyo? They've tweeted over... It must be, right next to the KFC. They've <laughs> tweeted over 2 million times. That's almost unimaginable. I, I don't know what they're saying. Uh, Just mostly re- because maybe like I haven't responses? looked. And also, it's it's all in Japanese. No, I'm sorry. I was way off. 11.2 million tweets from McDonald's Japan. It's go gotta f- be responses. Go follow them at love underscore MCD. McDonald's Japan. Yeah, that has to just be responsive. It doesn't matter. That's still insane. Yeah. They literally have, instead of, uh, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, instead of a sweatshop, they have just a bunch of children with smartphones tweeting at people from their Twitter account. Right. If you're worried about saying that, you should have just said no offense. To Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's awesome. So those are my nices. That was like the, I saw this tweet recently released to Twitter and your deep thoughts. It was, what do people think about when they're in the shower for so long? And some guy's response was, I spent 45 minutes thinking about how the word Mercedes has three E's in it and they're all pronounced differently. I I saw that as well. Thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. Um, All right. So now we're going to get to our naughty list. It's short. It's sweet, but it is relevant. First one, Espen. ESPN has been kind of in a downward spiral for a while. Uh, But they recently, their president resigned, and there were some complications with it. He says it was due, there's some substance abuse involved and that he needed help, which I don't ever want to be skeptical of that. But when that comes out, like right after you resign, it's like, what what did you do wrong that's going to come out that you're covering up with this? Right. So it's, I mean, it could be very true, but also not, not a good look for them. Lots of people in this planet that struggle with substance abuse. But ESPN, it's just more things on top of other things and bad things. Yeah, that it's it, just not going well. It's hard not to be like slightly satisfied that when thing when their their sexual harassment things come out and then something goes poor poorly for them, you're like a little bit just like, well, karma is still around. So ESPN, they're on the naughty list for just this whole year, not even just that most recent thing. But they're they uh they never should have got rid of Barstool Van Talk. That's how the Still naughty better. list works, though. It's it's year long. So. Exactly. Um, and then my other naughty or not lit, aka shit, is the work week between Christmas and New Year's. I don't get why it exists. So in my line of work, it, like productivity is not really. It's it's dependent upon other people. So it's not like we're putting out things where it's like you can be in an office and just decide you're kind of checking out for the week, which I'm sure most people do in offices like that. Um, but even with us, it's like so many people take that week off anyway, that there's like six of us left to do the normal workload. And then it just kind of sucks, but I just don't get it's, I really don't think that a lot of places need to have work on those weeks. I think it, you'd, it wouldn't see that big of a change if you just didn't make people take that PTO. It's just weird to me. And also I miss winter break. That's what I'm really bitter about. So flip side of that coin, my, my, 
a part-time job outside of the broadcast, which is a, of course is my main moneymaker, is I do concrete grinding and floor coatings and stuff like that. The downside to that business is you can't really be putting coatings down on people's floors during business hours. Right. It doesn't really work. So I'm actually going to be working the entire week between Christmas and New Year's at this factory because they are shut down between Christmas and New Year's. See? So uh, it, it sucks working that week, but it's also very nice that they're not going to be in there. Yeah. Building. So, I mean, there you can look at that flip side where if you can just get your building empty for a week, maintenance, things like that. you can... it's, it's great. I really haven't done anything this week other than just making a couple phone calls and getting ready for next week. And I'll probably take the week after that off too. So <laughs> I'll pay myself back for it, I guess. Yeah. All right. We're going to finish up with one final bit. Kind of new. We'll see how this one goes over. But I'm calling this one clickbait because I've been noticing in the Twitter sphere and the interwebs, there have been some really interesting headlines. And I've chosen not to read them or not to expand on the articles for this bit itself. And we're basically going to try to speculate and figure out what people are talking about by these headlines. I've got three of them. The first one is the one that really caught my eye. And I just, I don't get it. Uh, so the Rangers pitcher, his name is Martin Perez, MLB pitcher, says he broke his elbow because a bull scared him. That is Deadspin who pu- published that. What? First of all, my main question is, how is this an alleged thing? Is it like alleged that he broke his elbow or that the bull scared him or did wh- how what? Especially as a professional athlete. Your injuries are well monitored and documented. And your arms, you're a pitcher. Yeah. That's the most important part, arguably. Was he in the ring with yeah, the bull? Yeah, was he like... There's got to be a contract clause against that. Yeah, there's so much... Nothing about this really is going to unfold in his favor. I don't see if this... And also, the bull scared him. Not that it attacked him. Not it that just, he had an altercation. Yeah, it was like a funny bone incident where he hit it on the corner or something after he had a bull just hiding in his kitchen. That's I'm anticipating or, or I'm envisioning him in a pen with a bull. Bull snorts, stomps its foot, makes a sudden movement, something like that. He freaks out, arms flailing, slams his elbow against a metal post, season over. And, I mean, yeah, if if I was a pitcher in the MLB, I would definitely be hanging around bulls to jeopardize my career. All right, next one here. And, Rod, I actually know a little bit about this one, so I'm going to let you take this. Uh, Post Malone is ruining hip-hop by being white. So, I didn't actually know Post Malone was white until several <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, I've listened to his music m- maybe less than three times. Uh, IMO is terrible. Uh, he's ruining hip hop by being white. Is he the only white hip hop artist? He's arguably seem- not even a hip hop artist because his music is not really like that. It's more like soft and like in in his new stuff is like more rock almost. So yeah, but he's not the only one. He, I not seem even close. to remember several very well known white rap slash hip hop artists. Uh, Eminem. New Might album, be one yeah. uh, did not ruin hip hop. Actually, uh, arguably elevated the game. And let's dive in. Opened up the uh, doors for for a lot of other people. Uh, Lil Dicky. Oh, also on the list. Saved hip hop. Visionary type of guy. Um, am I supposed to speculate on what the article is is going to say or it's, just comment? It's on from it? some it's, blogger. I'm assuming it's dumb. It probably doesn't make any sense, and and probably doesn't even have anything to do with Post Malone. Let's be honest. Some of these clickbait things. It's like. Uh, you see this with YouTube videos all the time where the thumbnail and the headline or the title of the video will be something like 
dude chops foot off on camera and you see his like foot on the ground bleeding and then you watch a 10 minute video and at no point does he ever even grab a sharp object no nope. it's like it's, this video had nothing to do with this yeah you were expecting to see one of the closing scenes from saw and you got nothing all right it's i'm like glad some guy in a kitchen cutting up bell peppers <laughs> exactly uh i'm glad you brought eminem up because this last one was like the first thing on the trending page on twitter and it's uh Eminem says he uses Tinder and Grinder to find dates. A lot of questions come up from that. I doubt it's clickbait, man. I bet it's exactly what it sounds like. Well, but at the, so I have a couple questions. First of all, he uses them both. Oh yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Inter- Grinder, interesting okay. swing there. Very literal. Also, <laughs> what do you do when Eminem matches with you and says something to you, and, like, and asks you? You have to assume. That it's not him. Exactly. Like, how? first of all, does he just message people like, yes, this is the real Slim Shady? And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm sold. Yeah, like, I believe you. I just don't get, like, does he have, is he going to send, like, a dick pic with his face in it? Is that his, like, way of validation? Because you, can, you can't send pictures on Tinder, can you? Oh, yeah. You can now. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah, oh, it's not good. When did they start that? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention closely enough. But it's, oh, okay. <laughs> but you're I just, just on Bumble instead. <laughs> true um but also to find dates your m how can eminem like i don't understand how someone of that magnitude would have any trouble meeting anyone it's like oh i have to use these apps because i like my friends don't hook me up with people i don't know anyone there you're traveling the world like you there's no way you need that i just don't what that doesn't make any sense to me no, I kind of wish I clicked on it i remember seeing i bet you could google it and find it again true uh that's how the internet works I remember seeing, I don't know when, maybe within the last year or so. And again, I didn't read. Oh, no, I did read the article. It was a, it was like a Miss something winner. I don't know if she, she was Miss America, Miss USA, or if it was like a state winner or something like Miss Minnesota or whatever it was. But she said that she was using Tinder to find dates. It's like, I, I want to say it was Miss America from like a few years ago that was on Tinder. And in her bio, it straight up says Miss America 2013 or something like that. And it's like, what? Like you are literally, you were on TV. There were millions of men watching you and saying, oh, I'd like to go on a date with her. And now you're on Tinder. Like how, it's not like she got ugly. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. What? Also, I did look Not this saying up. that you have to be, you know, that, that, that looks is the only determinant into whether or not you're going to get dates. By the way, that is the third time I've used the word determinant, determinant. so far. I just want to I just like want to point that out. That is your word of the week, determinant. Last week was nuclear. Maybe we should this is a new unintentional bit. Word of the week. Word of the week. Determinant. determinant. Could you spell it? Uh it's just determinant with at at the end. Never mind. Can you're you, good. Can you define All right. It? Side story. Sorry. This probably isn't that important. I uh Made a phone call today to an unnamed business with the intent of them emailing me some information. I was dictating my email address to the woman over the phone. Uh, my email address, for anyone that cares to know, is roger at advflooringsystems.com. I spelled it out for I spelled ADV Flooring Systems. I'm waiting for the email to come, clicking refresh, 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 refresh. I'm like, all right, why don't you go ahead and read that email back to me, make sure we got this right. She says, Roger at ADV and starts to spell out flooring systems, S-Y-S-T-I-M-S. Oh, no. And I'm like, it's it's 
T-E-M-S. And she goes, and, and just goes silent for like 10 seconds. I was like, did you, did you spell it with an E? It sounded like you said I. She goes, oh, is, is system spelled S-Y-S-T-E-M-S? I was like. Like the word. Yup. I so badly wanted to say, yup, that's how you spell systems. <laughs> and she was being a total B over the phone too. Like even before that, like when I asked her to read the email back, she sounded like she wanted to come through this phone and choke me out because she doesn't know how to spell at a third grade level. Yikes. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, that was about it. That's your word of the day. Right. Your, your second word of the week is systems. S-Y-S-T-E-M-S systems rod do we have anything else for the good people of the rodcast i i don't think so do you i do not all right bye bye what's up everybody thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the rodcast Whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate your feedback. Also, go to facebook.com slash therodcastmn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.